Hello, and welcome to the Poplar PropCast. I am your host, Justin Libernet, and it is May. And it is a May day in which we're a couple days past uh, another bank failure, which is awful. It's now the second largest bank failure uh, on record with First Republic getting shuttered and bought out by J.P. Morgan. We're also looking down the pipe of the Fed announcing on interest rates later today. We've got uh, the Dow's coming down quite a bit. Like, There's a lot of volatility out there. And so what I want to talk about today is what to do when we're facing this kind of uncertain market conditions. And I'm going to make a comparison to sports now. So all you guys that like sports, stay with me. All you guys that don't like sports, you can skip ahead like 15 seconds and we'll be done talking about sports. My dad coached football for high school teams. He was an offensive coordinator. My um, mentor at my last job, he coached football. And then I played water polo and ran some track and stuff. But through all of those people and through my experience, the thing that's been consistent is when you're facing an unknown opponent and you don't know exactly what to train for, you stick to the fundamentals. So in this situation where we're looking down the pipe and we don't know what's going to happen over the course of the next next election year, we don't know what's going to happen with the debt ceiling, we don't know what's going to happen with interest rates, we don't know what's going to happen with the banking system. As we look at that and look at the environment that we're going be operating in, what we want to do is just go back to the basics. And so what I want to run through is kind of five pieces that are super useful to keep in mind. They're, they're five kind of basic fundamental pieces of our business when we're looking at investment properties, when we're looking at property management that really play into how well we can do in this environment. So this one's really geared towards owners and people that want to invest and people that are trying to figure out if they can invest. That's, that's really who the audience is today. So we're going to focus right down on that and roll through these five fundamental pieces, right? So number one, it's finding the right investment property for your portfolio. So recognize what your property portfolio composition is, where it is, how you support it, what your tools are to take care of it, and then find that property that matches your portfolio. Make sure that that property is in alignment with your goals and strategy, whether that's cash flow appreciation or a combination of both. Make sure that it's within something that you understand and can can take care of. If you've been doing single family properties for a while, now is probably not the time to jump into a, a fourplex or a twoplex or try some new thing or to jump into a 20 unit apartment building. Stay with stuff you know, because you're better able to assess it when the market's kind of funky like it is right now. When you look at those properties, make sure you're on top of the comps. Make sure you're getting rent estimates. Make sure you're looking at the cash flow downstream. It's really important to take care of those things and make sure you're not going to hit with structural or environmental issues. Look around at what the the effect of everything from hurricanes to floods have been over the last couple of years. So that this this property is going to be able to escape that. And then, you know, take a look at the indices that Zillow puts out by zip code and figure out what the trends are in that market. So you can look at your cash flow and make sure it works. And then the, the piece that's always there, if you're looking at single family rentals, look at where the schools are, look at where the parks are, look at where the work is, look at where transportation is. Those things help align that property with your portfolio. If you've got all fourplexes, get another fourplex. If you've got a mix of twos and fours, get another one of those. If you've got a mix of all kinds of properties, you're more open and probably a more seasoned investor in this. But I'm talking to people that have a couple of properties and we're like, this is going to be the year. 
the inflation that we've been having over the last couple of years is going to finally kind of come off the top and prices are going to go down on houses. Okay, but don't get excited because the price goes down. Keep an eye on that fundamental. So that's number one. Number two, look around for different financing strategies, especially right now. So traditional financing options, mortgages and private loans are still 100% useful. They're just more expensive. So when you start looking around at properties and trying to figure it out, remember that there's other ways to do this. You can do seller financing. You can do partnerships. You can find other avenues for capital. And if you can offer a return on it, there's often creative ways to do that. Uh, there's 1031 exchanges. There's a way to get your cash more leveraged by switching it into a new property. When you're looking at those, pay a lot of attention to interest rates, fees, and terms. Get a lender you trust and stick with them. And then you just look at that loan and it calculates into your cash flow and return on investment. It's tempting right now to go, okay, I'm going to take an adjustable rate to get the lower. And you can do that. That's an, that's an additional option. But just make sure you're aware of the different kind of options you have and how they tie into the type of property you have, how they tie into the cash flow. You can look at cash flow loans. There's a lot of ways out there to leverage your existing properties to get the capital for the next property with a lower rate than if you're just coming into the new property. So be super aware of all the different finances strategies out there. So that's number two. Number three, this is one that kind of layers on to all the other ones, and that's understanding the local real estate markets and trends. You're doing a good job already. You're listening to us, but we're not necessarily taking super deep dives into the local markets. Where you will find that, though, is at places like Zillow. Zillow has by zip code data. Zillow also has excellent comps just straight up on their site. You can just do a lot of research and you don't have to take their numbers. You can find your own. Uh, Redfin has very good data. Realtor.com has very good data. If you're into fours and sixes and multifamilies, CoStar has good data. You also want to look at where people are moving to and from. That uh, usually comes out of U-Haul. U-Haul has a lot of data on a lot of trucks left California and a lot of trucks came into Texas and into Nevada. That's a common message. You also want to look at how the population in a particular area is moving and growing. You want to look at zoning laws and regulations. So while you're picking these properties, you want to see what's on the books for coming down the pipe. If you're in Nevada and going, cool, I want to get another house to rent, make sure you look at what the state is doing because there's several laws that are coming down the pipe around how much you can raise rent and what the eviction standards are going to be. That same thing is happening in other states, so make sure you look at that. You can use local real estate officials, professionals, agents, lenders, and then find some attorneys, mortgage brokers, and you want to network with other investors to learn about new opportunities and market insights. There are groups out there from bigger pockets and um, home investors that have groups that support this kind of information. So if you can get yourself involved in one of those groups and kind of work through a friendly collaboration, you can open yourself up to new ideas. But remember to try and stay inside your portfolio right now just because it's more risky in every direction. Number four, this is all about the cash flow pieces. When you're looking at your investments, you want to make sure that you're doing a cash flow projection. 
potential rental income, potential expenses. You need to know how your financing is going to affect these pieces. You need to know how your uh, property itself is going to be. So the inspections, property history, all that's super important. Market fluctuations are important. Repairs are important. What's coming into the place. Uh, we've talked to Mitch about Ohio, where they're bringing a giant chip fab plant. Uh, here in Nevada and northern Nevada and Reno, there's going to be more Tesla stuff. All of those big shifts will indicate how you best calculate your cash flow. You really want to put a lot of work into this one and not get emotionally attached to the idea of a house, theoretical rents, theoretical baseline upkeep. It's a really common thing to look at and just go, oh, cool, I'm going to be paying this much on mortgage, insurance, taxes, and I'm going to be making this much on rent. Multiply that by 12, multiply this, and there you go, that's it. Remember vacancies, remember upkeep, remember how turns work. All those things should be calculated into your cash flow projections. You should just plan right now on how long you expect people to be in the property and calculate that in. Turns are the biggest one that are missed in cash flow projections. They're, the upkeep is normally in there, The um, everything from roofing to sewer or any issues that may arise are calculated in. But turns and the crazy cost variation in turns are not always built in. That brings us to number five in the basics and the fundamentals, and that's working with a team of professionals. You want to make sure you have a network. And that network should include not just one lender, but multiple types of lenders that have access to other deals. You may have a primary lender you always use, but especially now as the landscape for capital is changing so drastically, it doesn't hurt to have more than one. Your real estate agent network, you can have a primary, but you can also have people that you tell, reach out when you've got a deal, reach out when you've got a deal. You want to have an inspector you trust, and you want to have a legal advisor you trust. You also want to have an accountant you trust. You want to have vendors you trust. You want to have maintenance you trust. You want to have property managers you trust. You want to build out this network. So when you're getting that new property, this goes into cash flow projections again, but when you're getting that new property, you go, cool, I know what the upset is, to, or I know what the setup is to get this going, to get this off the ground. It's going to take me about 30 days. I need to make these calls. It'll be posted. It'll be cleaned. It'll be rehabbed. It'll be ready to go within the next two weeks to 30 days. And then I'll be renting. And knowing how each of those professionals works makes working with them easier. That's why people maintain their relationships because they know what to expect. This is especially true of contractors. There's a wide variety in how well they deliver on their timelines and how they price too. So get that team together and it's even beneficial to have that team know each other so that there are times where if you need to have them talk to each other, you pull them into a room and they go, hey, we need to have this piece out. We need to figure out this financial thing with my lawyer. We need to figure out this developmental thing with my property manager. It's very important to have that network there. These costs are, again, going to need to be recognized and put in your cash flow. And it's a good idea to talk to these people even when you don't need them. Meet up for a happy hour. Have a Zoom call and a cup of coffee. But regularly keeping that contact with your team of professionals is absolutely a fundamental. So today, at the beginning of May... Those fundamentals we just reviewed were making sure you're getting the right property for your portfolio. That's number one. 
making sure you're looking at all the financing strategies you can use, especially in this kind of a capital market, that's number two. Being aware of the market that you're looking at and the possible trends in that market, that's number three. Evaluating the return on investment, that's your cash flow question that everything else plays into. And then five, and that's working with a team of professionals, which I think is one of the most important things, having the right people to support you and give you a second look at the deal and give you a second look at cash flow and give you a second look at the ROI is huge. You also, once you have a reliable team of professionals, you can get more professionals out of it. And we'll end it there with a plug for poplar.homes slash POD. We are a property management company that has those existing team of professionals. We're not going to be able to do 100% of the cash flow analysis for you because we don't know your capital situation. But as we get involved with you, we can help you to find those deals in the market. We can help you to find out what the costs are going to be related to it. And we can help you to manage a network of vendors. So if you want to help with the fundamentals, if you want to help blocking and tackling, feel free to reach out to Poplar Homes at poplar.homes POD. I really appreciate your time and we'll see what happens next here in May of 2023. Bye guys.